Welcome to Hi Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And it's starting to feel like summer. That that time of year when you want to eat things outside and drink things <laughs> outside. And even though restaurants and travel are starting to open back up, we are still traveling with our taste buds, mostly from home. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> we head to Spain to make the classic tapas dish, patatas bravas potatoes with the spicy sauce <laughs> and we throw some sangria in there because well sangria is delicious <laughs> it's delicious and we had to obviously so for the sangria we use a recipe from the culinary spain book and for the potatoes we use a recipe from the formidable jay kenji lopez alt who we're slightly obsessed with and we of course found this recipe on serious eats this is Probably a world level one to a world level two dish for the potatoes in particular. The sangria was so easy. That's definitely a world level one. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the only thing for me was every part of it I had done before, except for this type of frying. So I used just a deeper Dutch oven just to kind of avoid that fear for myself. No, oil can hurt. So I think that's smart. So the first step of this recipe is actually boiling the potatoes in salt water. And we're picking up just after this step for this episode. Since we didn't think you all needed to listen to us stand around and watch some potatoes boiling in water. That would be literally standing around watching about boil. Yeah. And telling you about it. Oh, my God. The most boring. We you that. Yeah. (laughs) Very boring. Not going to do that. <laughs> so the, the important part of this step is adding vinegar to the water because it helps the potatoes hold their structure and makes the outer crispy crust so delightful on these potatoes. I mean, I'm so impressed with how well this worked. It was delicious. Well, we'll save our findings till the end. Mm-hmm. But we didn't need much special equipment. Um, I did use that Dutch oven and then Gretchen used a lower edge fry pan. We made the sangria the day before also. So we are already drinking that when we get started. Thank you for joining us. We are going to post all of the recipes and thoughts on the website, highgluttony.com, and then find us on all the socials. Have fun. Have fun. Okay, here we go. Gluttoneers, settle in, grab your weed, grab your drink, grab your snacks. Wow, you're grabbing a lot of stuff. Well, sometimes you just want to settle in and listen. (laughs) (laughs) And water, because hydration is important. And if you're cooking along with us, uh, awesome. But if not, just uh, listen to us as we make a mess in the kitchen, because frying is messy. This first section is mostly us setting up for what we're cooking and chatting about the history of patatas bravas. You'll also hear us talk about the wine, Forlorn Hope. We are also slightly obsessed with this wine and this winemaker, Matthew Rorick. And so we do reference uh, one of the wines under that label when we're talking about our sangria. And this will probably come up other times. And so we just wanted to let you know why we're talking about that. (laughs) One of the many things we're obsessed with. (laughs) So enjoy section one. Enjoy. We've already, we're already cooking. We've already got potatoes going. We're already drinking our sangria. So Gretchen, what are you also, what are you smoking right now? I'm having some fruit cart 
by <laughs> the Island brand and their flower selection. It's a hybrid and has alpha pinene, lemonine, and camphene are the main terpenes in this one, which contributes to the fruity profile that gives it <laughs> its name. You feel like you're on an island? Uh, yeah, well, especially with the sangria. And then later oh. we're going to just, I'm just going to have a bunch of fried potatoes to myself. So yeah, I'm going to be on my own little <laughs> island of being high and eating potatoes. So <laughs> that's like the best island to be on. I love this island. <laughs> so I'm smoking the same thing I have been for the last, I think, three recordings, which is LA Confidential. I love it. It's fun. I still have it. So I keep doing it. It's mostly caryophylline. It's got some lemonine and linen wool, um, but it's fun. It's making me just feel really relaxed and we're having a good time already. So we did make our sangria yesterday. So we're both drinking that and we'll obviously share the recipe online. It's delicious. What wine did you end up using, Gretchen? I had gotten out a bottle of my Enkidu because I was looking for a Grenache and I only had a Grenache Syrah bed. So I opened it and smelled it and decided it was too barnyardy. So I recorked it and then went with my last bottle of the Kerrigan's from Forlorn Hope. Gasp. Yeah. So I I did look and online on their menu in-house, they do have it up for sale. So I might be going to Outland tomorrow to buy buy some shit. They have like a case left. I might have to buy a case of it because I was just like, I love this wine too much. And and it's absolutely perfect for this. I was like, I hate to use it because it's actually more expensive than I would like to use for sangria. But it tastes so good that I'm, I don't regret it. <laughs> so... That's totally fair. Still a heartbreak to use the last one of that, no matter what. Right. I can't get more. That's the only reason I was like, I, I can, okay, I can, I can do this. I ended up going with a Ruffette because the description was of a lot of berries and dark fruits and stone fruits. And I felt like that would be a really good compliment. And it had 14% alcohol, which I kind of wanted for this. It felt like really perfect. And then it, this this has some brandy, some peaches, orange, and lemon, and sugar. Did you use your car- granulated caramel sugar? Of course I did. What else would I read? Right. right. <laughs> and then mineral water is the last thing. This is okay. correct. So we're drinking that. We've already, like I said, we've already got potatoes cooked because we're making patatas bravas. And one fun thing about this is that patatas means potatoes obviously I don't know if it's obvious but that means potatoes <laughs> and it might be this this tradition this dish is traditionally served with kind of two particular sauces and the bravas so is refers to like a fiery spicy kind of thing so it's not necessarily even the sauce it's just the spice of the sauce that the bravas comes from or that word comes from. It does have its origins in Madrid, so right in the central part of Spain there. And the potatoes are always cut into bite-sized chunks and then fried. We are going to boil ours first. We actually already did boil ours. And then they are supposed to be served really hot. There's a little bit of controversy about whether or not to use tomatoes in the sauce. You'll go into a little bit of this. A little bit, uh, mostly because I I only really looked at three sauces, so I might have to do a bit more sauce research and, and integrate it maybe into the blog post. But yes, this this is definitely something I came across where 
I have like three different sauces sort of, but I'll let you finish and we'll get into the, the technical shit later. <laughs> Perfect. Over the years, as with a lot of the things we've talked about, there do develop regional variation. For instance, in Catalonia and Valencia, I guess in Spain, you would say Valencia because <laughs> S is a the there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their sauces include olive oil, chili, paprika, and vinegar. But every sort of home chef has their version of this sauce. Again, some include tomato, some don't. Some include paprika, some don't. And then this same sauce is sometimes served over mussels. And this Mm. dish is known as mejillones in salsa brava. And that sounded kind of delicious to me. I know you don't love seafood, but I do love mussels. And so I thought this could be fun, like a little spicy mussel sauce. I actually have had mussels before and and really enjoyed them. So I I do think that mussels might be winning me over slowly in my old age. But I can envision that being very delicious, like having a a spicy pepper or tomato sauce with your mussels. But the last time I had it, it was like with a white wine broth, but it's not really relevant right now. (laughs) Still sounds delicious. I, I think the sauce is really nice and versatile. So like you could use this on a wide variety of things. It's just that this is the traditional pairing, uh, taters and spicy sauce. <laughs> right. Patatas, bravas. Bravas. Cauliflower would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That would be really good. So Gretchen, can you talk us through what we're going to kind of do today? Since we said we've already got our potatoes boiling, but what is the full process that's going to happen for us? We start by the, with the potato boiling. Potatoes boiled for about seven minutes, and then we have drained them and set them aside. They can be room temperature. I don't think we're going for cold, so we're just going to leave them out and let them steam out a little bit. Next, we're going to our salsa brava, starting by sauteing a little bit of garlic in olive oil until it's fragrant. Then we're adding flour to that and cooking that just till we get a blonde roux because that's really what's going to be happening with the flour. The flour helps thicken our sauce. And real quick, for those who don't know, can you explain a roux? So a roux is traditionally any fat cooked with flour used as a thickening agent. But coating the flour in fat helps helps it distribute evenly in your liquid. So that's part of the purpose of a roux is that you're making those molecules integratable. And that involves this. Which Gretchen's just (laughs) doing like a washing machine kind of motion. Yeah. (laughs) And it also gives it a little bit of structure, right? That flour kind of holds, like makes it a little bit thicker consistency. So you have something dippable that's not just going to slide off your potato. Right. Yes. Yeah. Makes it stickier. So after we have our roux, we add the tomato paste and then we're going to cook that down with the flour and garlic until it's just darkened up a little bit. Then we're adding our pimentos or paprika, depending on what you're using. If you get the technical stuff from Spain, it's a pimento. We've got the uh, dulce and um, smoked or smoked or sort of cayenne works here. Picante. I was like, what? Picante. Oh, the actual (laughs) spicy word. Picante. So you have dulce and picante. After you've put those in and let those uh, work with your warm tomato garlic flour paste, then we add a cup of broth or water. And then we're going to cook that just until it thickens up and makes a nice sauce. We'll finish it with a tablespoon of sherry vinegar. And after we're done with that, we're going to set that aside and we're going to get our fry setup going and fry some fucking potatoes. (laughs) 
for the first time. For the first time. First, I'm going to call this a pan fry because it definitely seems like it's not really deep. It's not a deep fry. That's really just comes down to depth of oil. So (laughs) the technical term. Very technical. Fry until golden and crispy. Serve with sauce. If we're feeling inspired, I might take some of the tomb I made a couple weeks ago and mix it with some uh, mayo I have on hand and make myself a little aioli. Just for funsies. Just because why not? Because I don't know if we mentioned it and Gretchen might get into this later, but if you're not doing this sauce that we're doing, this kind of bravas sauce, an aioli is often substituted. So you'll see it kind of interchangeably in places. We wanted to go for this one since it's what we both wanted. (laughs) And it's not mayo. (laughs) And it's not mayo. No eggs, which is a dream for me. I'll read through just the ingredients really quick. Gretchen mentioned all of them, but I'll just give you a quick outline of what we're doing first with the potatoes and then what we'll be using for the sauce. So first, we're each using two russet potatoes that we've peeled and cut into three quarter to one inch cubes. Again, we've already boiled those and they're sitting in strainers for both of us. You do put two tablespoons of distilled vinegar in there with those. And then when we end up cooking them, we're going to use three cups of canola or peanut oil. I'm using canola. I'm using peanut because I have more peanut oil on hand. So (laughs) it's like, wait, do I have, oh no, I have a lot of canola oil too. Yeah, we'll use that. So, okay. We'll both go with canola oil today. Perfect. What you gluttoners couldn't see is Gretchen smelling and probably looking for an expiration date, which I also had to do with my (laughs) canola oil because I never use it. I'm pretty sure I just bought this recently, but yes, I was definitely like, does it have an aroma? (laughs) Does it have an expiration? Oh, it's just very, they printed it in that like bottle colored print. (laughs) The very unreadable color. (laughs) Yeah. Especially as you get into your late thirties and need more eye help. Uh, This is good until July 6th of 2022. Beautiful. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. And then for our salsa brava, we're going to use two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, two garlic cloves mints, two tablespoons of all-purpose flour, two tablespoons tomato paste, one tablespoon of the pimenton dulce or the sweet paprika, one teaspoon pimenton picante or the spicy smoked paprika, I have smoked. That's why I said that. I don't know if it's supposed to be smoked, but that's I've got smoked. Yes, I, I believe both of them are smoked. It's just uh, one one is spicy and the other is not spicy. Okay, perfect. And then one cup broth or water. I'm using vegetable broth. Uh, let's see what I got. <laughs> I have a little container of partial cubes because I don't always use like the whole cube. And so I'm like, oh, what do I have in the, the cube container? <laughs> You mean like your bouillon cube? Yep. I'm cheating. I'm cheating with my broth. Well, you're still kind of making your own broth. (laughs) Thank you. I love that you just gave me that much credit for using a bouillon (laughs) cube. And I'm going to go with chicken broth. So one cup vegetable broth in my case, one cup chicken broth in Gretchen's case, and then one tablespoon of sherry vinegar and some salt to taste. Indeed. Indeed. Should I wash my pan that I cooked the potatoes in before I put the oil in? Yes, I would. Okay. If your yeah. pan is clean and your oil isn't too dirty after you're done frying your potatoes, you could save the like strain the oil and save it. So, oh cool, okay. If you don't have that debris, like 
that potato debris left over in the pot, then that's going to work. Right. I bought a vegetable scrubber the other day and I was so excited to use it today on the potatoes and I started to use it. And then I was like, oh, I'm peeling these. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll do something soon where you have to scrub veggies. But... <laughs> Section two, after we take a break, I put my headphones back on and I put them on backwards. So my sound gets really echoey from this point on. I'm so sorry about that. There's also a lot of sounds of stirring and pans banging and the sizzling of the oil. So just enjoy those because we're cooking and that's what happens. But there's a lot of sound in this one. And this is where all the cooking action actually happens. That's all the noises. <laughs> Makes sense. But we start by making the sauce first. So, and that goes pretty quick, I gotta say. And then we fry our potatoes once we have our sauce accomplished. So all of this goes very quickly. This might be one of our shortest episodes of all time. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Will never happen again. <laughs> we'll have fun. I'm looking like I'm ready to roll here on my sauce. Are you okay? good to start? Yep. Or? yep. Let's get going. Two tablespoons olive oil first. Yes, indeed. Goes in, goes in the pan. Wow, that's a lot of oil in my tiny little pan over here. Okay, I think I hear some garlic sizzling. You do. My, I'm, I'm going. Garlic's in. So now we've got olive oil and garlic. Are you getting a good hit of garlic smell? And I'm already seeing some browning on my garlic. So I'm about to go with my oops, flour as I dump it all over the stove. Okay. Is this something you have to go slow with the flour or you can just kind of... I just sprinkled it over the top. Took me less than probably three seconds. Okay. Oh, I did buy a timer, by the way. Oh, awesome. Not that I'm using it right now. I'm going to start that puppy. Oh, wait. Oh, it's magnetic. So it'll stick to my hood. Yay. All right. So I've definitely achieved a blonde roux. Is yours really thick? No, it's pretty runny. Mine's very thick. How much? some more oil? You did two tablespoons of oil? I think so. Maybe my little measuring cup is different, or maybe I measured out the wrong amount of oil. Who knows? Ooh. (laughs) Or maybe I did. All right. Going in with my tomato paste. Okay. Looks good. All right. My paste is in. And what's your color and consistency looking like now? So it's pretty, now it's really thickened up. Okay. But I'm starting to see the color I want on the, it's actually not getting darker. It's getting slightly lighter in color. Oh, really? (laughs) I I don't, I'm assuming that's at least partially because I just added it to two lighter color ingredients. And therefore, (laughs) before we see some toast, we uh, have to let it lighten up a little bit. I would say like wet almond flour. A, a chunkier type of almond flour. That's the texture. This, this is the texture of mine. Got it. I'm going in with my peppers. My Your pimentos? My pimentos. Got to turn my heat out a little bit. Getting a little smoky over here. <laughs> wow. A little ex- extra smoke on my paprikas here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, going, going in with my broth. All right. And then we bring this to a boil. Yes. Shouldn't take too long. I've been using a whisk. What have you been using? I used a bamboo spoon. Flat edge? Yeah. Oh, it smells good. 
Oh, yeah. This looks beautiful. It looks exactly like the sauce of my favorite tapas place. So fun. I might want to turn that heat down just a smidge. Otherwise, I'm going to have some crispy edges on my sauce. So we bring to a boil, and then what do we do? Once it thickens up, then we just turn it off and let it sit and stir the vinegar into it. Let mine thicken up just a hair more, but I'm not going to go too much further. Otherwise, it's going to be real thick. (laughs) What if you didn't have sherry vinegar in this instance? Could pretty much go with anything. I might say like apple cider vinegar might be my sort of top pick. I feel like that's the most versatile, but got it. I also saw one that used a f- really significant amount of roasted, like jarred peppers. So you're kind of using that as your base for your sauce, really. So this is nice and thick. So you wouldn't use any picante. It's just kind of the peppers, the <laughs> natural peppers. Yeah. Cool. Wow, that's got a kick. All right. I love it. I don't know if I have enough canola oil. Is olive oil okay to use for a third of it or a little less? Yeah, yeah. Okay. As long as you're mostly canola oil, you should be fine. All right, so I just turned the heat off on my sauce. I'm going to add my vinegar. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Okay, sauce accomplished. Moving that to the back of the stove. Bring in my pan for frying to the front. Man, this might be one of our shorter episodes. Yay! <laughs> like, you're kind of like 90% of the way done here. We just have to fry. That's awesome. I feel underprepared. Like, I should have talked more about potatoes or something. But then it's like, no, we've pretty co- thoroughly covered potatoes. I'm going to actually measure my oil. I will note that I'm using a 13-inch skillet. So mine won't be as deep. And since I am just me, I might not fry all of my potatoes because I don't need to eat a pound and a half of potatoes by myself (laughs) in one evening. And I'm doing a five-quart Dutch oven because I don't want to make a big mess. I'm still going to make a mess, but I don't want to make a huge mess. What temperature are you going to set yours to? I just turned it on power boil on my stove. And keep it there? All right, until I review the recipe and find out what temperature I'm actually supposed to be using in it. One moment, please. Hold, please. <laughs> Have you put your oil in your pan? Yes, I did put my okay. oil in my pan. It's, so it says uh, over medium-high heat. So I'm going to go slightly down from power boil to just high. I'm going to set it to my, what I usually put to boil water. Sounds perfect. Okay. It does say we're supposed to check the temperature, though, to 350. It's 350. To come... So my oil has been going for not very long. Our sauce making, by the way, took like six minutes total, or six or seven minutes. That sauce comes together pretty quick. I've probably been heating for about two minutes, and my oil is already at around 180. Oh, it's almost 200. It should get up there pretty quickly. I'm trying to decide... Yeah, I'm going to make myself a little aioli, my little faux faux aioli. Aioli or tomb? What I'm going to do is use the bit of tomb that I have left and mix it with some store-bought mayonnaise. Okay. Okay. I like it. And boom, aioli. Voila. Voila. Wa fucking la. (laughs) Is that your oil I hear over there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little water in your pan, huh? Or are you already frying potatoes? No, I think it's just the oil heating up. It's only at 185. I'm already at 290. Are you, how many are you going to put in when it gets to 350? 
Maybe about a cup. A cup there? Half the total. Oh, well, I've got way more than that in the potato potato apartment. <laughs> in the potato apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to say the potato department, but that's not at all what came out of my mouth. I've got like four cups of potatoes over here. And I measured them. I weighed them because I was like, no, you, the last time you didn't weigh the kale when you did Caldo Verde. <laughs> You have to weigh the potatoes this time. I did not weigh mine. I just did two. So should I only do half to start or should I do all of them? Are you supposed to like space them out in the pan? Should well, I they should only fit in a, in a even layer in the pan. Okay. So, so just whatever you can get in an even layer. Five minutes of heating. I am 345. Nope. 341. 342, <laughs> uh, uh, 348, uh, 350. Okay. <laughs> it's really hard to measure that little, that small of an amount of oil because you like can't let the thermometer touch the bottom because otherwise you will get a totally wrong reading. And so it's just like, you're like hovering in less than an inch of oil. Here I go. Hey, that sizzle. Yeah. Are you keeping so the temperature the same, or are you turning it down now? It says, cook, shaking the pan, and flipping the potatoes with a spatula to keep the temperature the same. Okay. And how long do you cook them? Until they're golden brown. That's so about five minutes. Okay. Mine have been in for about a minute and a half. Okay, my oil's at about 350. I'm going to add some potatoes. Sounds good. I can't really see the potatoes because the oil's too thick. It's <laughs> bubbling. That's fine. Yeah. It'll calm down. Mine have calmed okay. down. So you'll be able to see the color once okay. they, they get to a certain point. And are you supposed to be kind of tossing them? I'm sorry if you said that and I missed it. Uh, just sort of swirling, like stirring them around or swirling them around or flipping them over. Okay. Depending on how deep your voil, your voil, your oil is. <laughs> And then how do you clean up the oil at the end? Well, if you're lucky, like we have here in Napa, there's a oil recycling program that if you want to get rid of it, we, you can get a can and get rid of it that way. Cool. Otherwise, most of the time you have to put it in some sort of container and put it in the trash. Got so. it. I mean, there are a lot of places that are actually, they've been starting a lot of um, oil recycling programs these days. That's great. Hmm. I'm not, not totally sold on this methodology. I think mine are getting crispy, but they're not really brown. Yeah, I'm like basically deep frying mine at this point. Got mine out, sprinkling a little salt on them, and we'll see. Because I get, so now I'm reading the article here of Kenji's. Oh my God. So hot. The texture is ridiculous. Like, I was like, I think I'm doing this wrong. No, it's fucking perfect. <laughs> so you don't even need to get them that dark. Uh, Maybe I'll pull mine out then. They're starting to get kind of dark. Did you try it with the sauce or you just tried it on its own? I just tried it on its own. You have to accumulate data. So start with the plain potato. Then you can <laughs> have it with the sauce. Good point. Good point. It does say golden brown. I guess I would probably take, would think of that as a little bit darker than this, but I'm, I, can't be mad at it so <laughs> oh man that's good okay <laughs> so excited salt 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 We're, okay here i have a really beautiful like 
just perfectly crisp get on the outside i love it i'm going with my second half next we're going for the tumuli <laughs> tumuli mm. oh my god oh my god wow. so good oh my god wow that's so good i feel like the salt at the end is important yes it okay. usually is wow this is good oh i gotta take pictures before i eat it all <laughs> i'm out here eating and taking pictures at the same time I can multitask. Yeah, you can. As we're both talking with full mouths because we can't stop <laughs> eating it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Wow. There's Is that one. it, Tim? That's it. Okay. We're done. That's uh, awesome. And I, I'm surprised by how, well, how efficient this could be if we weren't talking through the middle of it. <laughs> if it wasn't us recording together. Right. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> oh, man. I can't stop eating these potatoes. Oh, dude. So good. Well, they taste so good. They look so good. All right. Well, this is it. A pretty efficient uh, little. What? It, what do they say in it in Spain? What is it? Is it tapas? Um, what? Tapas? No, I mean, what do they say? What's um? Oh, you would know this. Yeah. What do they say when they clink glasses? Oh, salute. Salute. Thank you. Salute. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm mm, gonna have a. This is fun. Lovely afternoon of just uh drinking the rest of that and dicking around outside. Yeah. Um, munching on potatoes. Munching on potato. Yeah, I know. I was like, can I just leave this oil on and just come keep coming back and making myself little snacks all night? Cause oh, yeah. Hey, top is a moving top or a, what do you call it? A like a moving topics dinner. <laughs> Except it's just me that's moving around and then coming back and eating more. Exactly. I think I'm going to have to turn it off the pan. I'm too nervous about leaving it going. So my little snacky snack here. <laughs> All right, then. Until next time. Until next time. So we we hope you've enjoyed this episode of High Gluttony. have to say, after you've listened to us carry on about how good those potatoes were <laughs> for about five <laughs> minutes at the end. <laughs> I'm sure you know, we, we approve. We approve of this <laughs> recipe. For as much as I wanted to have the bravado to be like, it wasn't worth the effort. It totally, totally was. That crispy, the, the outer texture is so perfect. I can't wait to try this with other potatoes, like other fried potatoes, because the texture was just so oh, perfect. Like some of the most perfect potatoes I've ever eaten. I agree. The texture was so delicious. It was easy. Like there, you had said there are a couple of steps. The steps are easy, but there are a number of steps that do have to happen. And so I was going to make them again yesterday. And then I was like, I don't want to clean up the oil. And so I didn't, <laughs> but I will do it today. Uh. But that's, that's kind of the only piece of it that holds me back from wanting to make these every single day. <laughs> well, if you're making them every day, you know, that's true. It just leave easier. it. Use the leave eel. It, leave <laughs> it set up. I was talking to my my brother yesterday. He's visiting his in-laws in the northern part of England, and apparently, a lot of people there just leave like a fry set up on their stove. So, <laughs> so they also have a lot of grease fires for people getting back from the pub <laughs> and deciding to make chips, and then boiling over their 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 chip pot. So, oh my gosh. I mean, it's not unheard of to just have a fry a pot for frying your chips up on your yeah. stove at all times. I, I can't say that I disagree with this, although I do have a gas stove, so I may not be as good right. to do that. But it's made well, me I'll, think I'll about getting think a deep about fryer. it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was 
like, I'll just have a patatas pan. Patatas. I love it. <laughs> Full-time patatas bravas pan. You're welcome, this, world. <laughs> you're welcome. This sauce was also really delicious. I always thought these sauces had red, uh, red bell pepper in them or any kind or, you know, any other red pepper and they can, as we learned, but the one we used was mostly paprika and a roux. And I loved it. it. That was so awesome and simple and delicious. I, I've been using it as like a seasoning sauce, like, cause I still have a little bit left. And so it's, cause it's got such a delightful, like layering of flavor to it and the garlic notes and then the pepper, you know, it's, it's just excellent. So yeah, I, I, I also love that recipe hands down. I think one of our most successful dishes. I don't know. There, yeah. there are a lot of successes. On this <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're at 50, 50 successes and failures. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's rare that we get every piece of it nailed. I mean, yeah. the, again, these are easy, but even the easy ones sometimes don't come together for us the way we want. So sangria, so easy overnight process. You don't have to do much, but mix it. Potatoes, two steps to it. Boiling, frying, sauce, stir. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so great. So I get, again, highly, highly recommend these recipes. I mean, I can't talk about it enough and <laughs> now I am disappointed with my local place that I always got potatoes bravas. I'm a little disappointed in their potatoes texture because they clearly are not employing a two-step technique. They're just frying their potatoes. Crushing. Yeah. It's crushing. <laughs> it's crushing being this good at food. I mean, it's, it's just so hard. It's so hard. Anyway. Walking up to the chef. No. Did you know? <laughs> Thank you for joining us again and for the recipes and resources. We'll have those all on the website, highgluttony.com, and check out our photos and videos on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Off, Off we, we go, go Gluttonies! <laughs> I like that you wrote coconut shells, coconut shells, coconut shells, coconut shells. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm stopped.